You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, 
to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders, whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we pour this libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we pour this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening ashe. to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to get a chance to do all the things you want to do, can do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping to, the weather will give you a break because <laughs> it's hot. Everywhere, hottest temperatures in, on the planet, ever recorded on the planet. So it's everywhere. 
Yeah, global warming is real. And, and those who uh, have messed up the ecology, has messed up the planet, continue to try to do so and say that it's not happening. This is a figment of your imagination. But uh, they messed up the planet for real. So, and it may be to a point where you can't bring it back. I saw a piece on, from it, obviously, from the oil industry of being able to trap some of that uh, and then recycle and turn it back in some of the some of the fossil some of the exhaust from the plants yeah no the bottom line is none of that you know clean energy solar wind maybe some other forms of energy you know look what uh, Brother Moses West has done with the atmospheric water generator you know because why because of global warming many of the lakes and rivers and tributaries are drying up they're drying up and the most important thing that life that on this planet the most important thing that life needs is water you know course we have plenty of water I think what is it two thirds of the planet this planet is water but can it be used I did see a thing about um, salt water being used for um, light and a lamp I saw that on Facebook I didn't get out too deeply off into it but pour salt water into it and Apparently, some some mechanism it, it generates light. That's cool, because there's a lot of salt water. Yeah, and of course, we want to desalinate that so we can make it fresh water. Yeah, man, I tell you, it's not good. My guess will be the Pan African Federalist Movement, and I'm looking forward to somebody. I don't know who. Ask him. I'm the Bantu. Let me know. Text me and let me know who's coming for the Pan-African Federalist Movement. If not, we'll just continue to do what we always do. You know. Improvise, overcome, improvise, overcome, and adapt. That's the fire, the fire. That's the firefighter in me. That's what we got to do. Improvise, overcome, and adapt to whatever the situation. Yeah. You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to the archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, if you want to hear this program, just go to Time for an Awakening. I, I don't want you to go to TuneIn anymore and even put TuneIn in because they got commercials. So bump TuneIn. Just go to Time for an Awakening on the right side of the page. There's a link that you can listen to this program live without commercial interruptions. Tune in. Don't do it. Go to timeforanawakening.com. Yeah. So... 
other program we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. 1 p.m. And, of course, the only other program at this time, and I'm hoping there will be others coming. Let's see. This program is, other program is uh, Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern, Time for an Awakening. Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays at 8 p.m. And then Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. And, of course, for this program, there's a shortcut. Whatever search engine you use, put, put, the, put in the search babaoshi.net, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And then that will once again bring you to uh, the programs that are dated and titled. <clears throat> other programming, other things we're going to announce here, as, as I always do, and that is We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is We Buy Black. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bomani Tahimba, has been taking our people through the motherland and a trip of a lifetime. Go to his website, africafortheafricans.org. Everything that you need to make that trip, even if you don't go with Brother Bomani, you're going to need the visas. You're going to need shots. You're going to need a lot of stuff. So that information is there for you. Okay, and it's updated. And um, his upcoming trip is November 16th to November 27th to Tanzania. Then December 24th to January 4th, 2024 to Azania. Then March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, 2024, Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, Kemet. And then April 1st through April 11th, Senegal and Gambia. April 1st to April 11th, 2025. And of course, uh, the information I just mentioned that you can you can get information on uh, land for sale, investments, repatriation, the Pan-African community in Ghana, all kind of good stuff. Africa for the Africans. Of course, you, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani 2007. If you want to see, excuse me, no. If you want to see pictures, facebook.com forward slash Bomani. But if you want to see videos, there you go. If you want to see videos, youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. And of course, if you want to give them a call, do that at 404-931-9429. 404 931 9429. org, Helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. org, The Habashaw Works Program here in Atlanta. Uh, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, Urban Green Jobs. And of course, the Kashi Project that was unveiled uh, back in October of last year. And uh, what that's all about, please go to the website, org and the various things that they do. A lot of good pictures. 
LEDGE, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics, the LEDGE Group. The LEDGE has 12 projects in six different countries on the continent and 170 employed with over 260 members. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. They deal in the area of food, water, clothing, and shelter. LEDGE. Abibi Atumi. Abibi Atumi. Their uh, program is happening. Um... This weekend, that's right, Abibi Atumi's program is happening this weekend, and uh, you also can get it, so go to com, and you can find ways to access the program that they're having, the power program, yeah, com. The Moses West Foundation. The Moses West Foundation helping to provide clean drinking water wherever it's needed. And believe me, it's going to be needed. There has to be some mass communication. There has to be some mass duplication, some mass production of these water machines around the planet. Because you know, you if you keep having stretches of days like they're having right now on this planet, it's going to have some serious effects on the planet. And I know you know this. So I'm not trying to preach no doom and damn gloom. I'm just stating facts. And there is a, a situation that can, that we utilize that can help us. The water generation machine atmospheric water generation technology. Yes, sir. The Moses West Foundation. All right. We buy black. Well, Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End on Ralph David Abernathy, cross street from Soul Vegetarian. Up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, serving delicious smoothies and fruit drinks, health food, dry goods, uh, vegan dinners on Saturday and Sunday at Wadada's, right down Ralph Dibbert Abernathy. Next, we have the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Medu Bookstore, Mama Nia. She's featuring fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, T-shirts, gift certificates, figurines, and so much more. Brothers and sisters, check out the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. In fact, if you're looking for a book and she doesn't have it, believe me, she'll get it for you. She's done it for me twice. That's right. Mama Nia. The other, blacks, the other bookstore that we promote is the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Located in Lithonia, which is east of here, off of I-20. You go on I-20 heading east, exit 74. Okay, you're going east when you exit 74. You make a left. Now you're going north. And about a mile, the Black Dot is on the left. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Brother Gazim Diajamu. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the black dot. Jump back on Main Street in Lithonia and, and now you're headed south 
And so once you make that left onto I-20 again, the next exit is exit 75. Take that exit 75, make a right, go down three lights, make another right, and there on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. We listened to the broadcast last night. Brother Thurman and his sister did a beautiful job. And um, I'm always support us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people. Ulu. Because I believe in that cooperative economics. They broadcast every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can call to listen or you can call and to ask a question, comment, or you can get a question, a question, comment, or concern. Dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us lifting us. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Brother Abijah in Macon, Georgia. He has it going on. He's open Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., 2910 Napier Avenue. Brothers and sisters, please give him a call at 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop, located at 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. If you want more information, please contact my sister, Shelly Amonset at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Haiti, check out the a website and check out what Gabby, Sister Gabby, is doing with those beautiful children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. We all know the, the what's happening on the island of on the eastern part of the island, you know, which is Haiti, and the western part. Excuse me, I apologize, fam. The western part is Haiti. The eastern part is Dominican Republic. And we know the chaos that's happening in Haiti, but there there are, there are some areas where there's rays of hope, and one of them is Sanjay-Haiti.org. Go online to Sanjay. S O N J E dash Haiti A Y I T I dot org and check it out for yourself. Sanjay-Haiti.org. Yeah. Baba Baruti and Mama Ya. Their school is about to happen. As you know, next month school starts. Next month school starts in Atlanta. Yeah. And their African centered online school is always beautiful and what's happening. Okay, and it starts and it's open for for fourth grade to twelfth grade for the twenty 23 and 2024 school year. A lot of will be Zoom meetings and so forth. If you want to check out and you want to get your kid in, in school, dial 404-753-7237. 404-753-7237. 
starts August 1st so please brothers and sisters check it out this this afternoon from noon to 4pm excuse me tomorrow afternoon <laughs> tomorrow afternoon from I got I, maybe I need another cup of coffee I'm a little bit out of sync <laughs> tomorrow afternoon July 8th from noon to 4 common sense security with Baba Baruti and uh, outstanding presentation. Make your donations $20 an individual, $35 a family, youth, uh, $10. That's eight under 18. And of course, you can use PayPal, Yabrudi at Yahoo, or Cash App, dollar sign, Yabrudi. Of course, include the information, Common Sense Security, your name, and your email address so they can send you the link so you can be a part of the program. Also, too, uh, Liberated Minds, Home ex- Homeschool and ex- ex- Education Expo is happening now, the 12th annual, and it's happening here in Atlanta at Piedmont Technical College Conference Center. And that's today. It's not today, Brother Oshi. Friday, July 21st through Sunday, July 21st. Friday, July 21st, Saturday the 22nd, and Sunday the 23rd. And who is it for? Calling black homeschoolers, homeschool groups, parents, grandparents, children, educators, institutions, extracurricular programs, community activists, counselors, speakers, artists, vendors, educational entrepreneurs, business owners, sponsors, and so much more. And of course, uh, liberatedmindsexpo.com to liberatedmindsexpo.com the family reunion of African centered education and Baba Baruti will be the keynote and his um, his address is the identity of an African centered educator the identity of an African centered educator vitally important and next month August 5th Saturday August 5th the hunt is on and uh, Baba, Baba Rudy will be doing a presentation from noon to two on that day, noon to two, Menticide. Menticide. The hunt is on. And once again, it's make your donation $10 uh, and $5 for Warriors in Training via PayPal and Cash App. Put in the information, the hunt is on. Your name. And your email address so you can be sending, they can send you the link. And Mama Enia, her program is that Saturday from 4 to 6. From 4 to 6. Embracing African womanhood. Same thing applies. Make your donation $10 for adults and $5 for teens. And include pertinent information African womanhood. Your name and your email address. To continue the link. Save the date, African Warriors Day. That's going to be Saturday, September 16th. Saturday, September 16th. This is what's unique about it. 
is that in previous years, Baba Baruti and Mama Inia, uh, they held them separate. This time they're celebrating the Men's Day and the Women's Day together. This year, going forward, we will combine these celebrations into one joint celebration for us all in September. We hope to see you there. BB48, BB48 family. Let's be there. All right. So, the Inya Sasem, the Inya Sasem of daily. Oh, let me also announce my good brother on Fridays, as I try to do every Friday, and that is disaster awareness for community preparedness. From 4 to 6 on Blog Talk Radio with my good dear brother, Brother Yusuf Muhammad. Brother Yusuf Muhammad, disaster awareness for community preparedness. I'm quite sure he'll be talking about the weather and how to stay cool, how to st- how to stay hydrated and so forth, and all the other things that we need to do in case there's a problem. I remember, man, uh, at a conference. Uh, no, it was at a festival, a street festival. I was... Um, one of the organizations I was involved with, I can't remember because it happened so long ago, but it was Juneteenth Day. And I'm sitting there and just sitting there, you know, I'm facing the west, the the sun, you know, the, as the earth turns, the sun sets in the west. <laughs> and I got roasted, man. You know, I, it's never happened to me before. I'm not deeply melanated, you know, but man, my skin started peeling and the sunburn on my forehead, man. And then once it happens, you're always susceptible to it. I mean, I even when I coach football, you know, but football, I'm moving in and out, I'm moving. You know, I was just sitting there, whatever I was doing, I was handing out information. I don't know if I was selling anything. I don't know. I don't remember. Only thing I do remember, I got sunburned. <laughs> yeah. So those kinds of things need to be avoided. And and you need to use sunscreen. Even many of us, lighter-skinned brothers and sisters, the deeply melanated brothers, that's why, that's why family, only people that built those pyramids, built those temples and tombs, are Africans, melanated Africans. Melanated Africans, period. In the discussion. Thank you. Ah. Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness from 4 to 6 on Blog Talk Radio. Call to listen or to give your questions, comments, or concerns by dialing 563-999-3089. That's 563-999-3089. The Inyasa Sim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. Brothers and sisters, July 6th. When you understand yourself and love yourself, there is no room for fear. Paul Goss. The key to inform empowerment lies in both the past and the present. For the past is the guardian of the future through the present. We must come to understand the substance and conditions of our tradition of moral leadership and instill that in our youth by example. A quick study reveals that it is always distinct minority who assumes a proactive posture and unquestioningly thinks and acts in concert with the omnipresent against the predators of our people's nightmares. These individuals do not beg, plead, request, This call may be recorded or transcribed. Implore, 
request, implore, supplicate, entreat, shuffle, kowtow, bootlick, nose brown, or any way prostitute themselves for the crumbs or love of their prosecutors. Like them, we must understand that people create power and rule from that seat. We must reclaim these African qualities that makes us willing to die for the physical and psychological liberation of all of our descendants or they will perish for lack of knowledge of self and space within which to exercise it. We must bring the dignity of power back to our people. Ashe. I understand and love, affirm, I understand and love myself. Affirm, I understand and I love myself, I say. And you talk about power. And I ain't talking about no damn voting. I ain't talking about politics. I ain't talking about a job. The most definitive definition of power and when Wade Nobles was here last year, you know, and I talked to him about it, I said, man, that is, that is, that is it. I've heard that when you said that on that piece, don't know how long ago it was, but that was it. Power is the ability to define reality and then have others accept your definition as if it's their own. But the first part of it is the bottom line. The, the ability to define a reality. Europeans define reality. When they came out of that medieval dark age and said, hey, we may war amongst ourselves and we do because we some worrying ass people, but we're going to go out and explore and eventually take for ourselves. We're going to define the reality and we're going to make others accept our definition as if it's their own. And I say to us, we must define reality and we must shape our reality in our own image and in our own interests and not to impose it on anybody. Not to impose, but we need to define reality on the continent and kick everybody's ass out. Shape and fashion in our image and in our interests for our betterment, to control the land, to control the resources, to find ways to link us up. Power. Power. That's what the Bibi Atumi's conference is this weekend. About power. Yeah. July 7th. There is the general failure to understand that animals behave as they do because their cerebral cortex, which is the division of the brain, which created a curb, the animalistic behavior of the two lower brains is not sufficiently developed in them. In humans, it's a different story. Ra ar nefer aman. Ra ar nefer aman. The politicized use of science by Europeans as an instrument to discriminate, select abnormalities in the animal kingdom in order to show how they came to model such behavior directly contradicts their arguments that animals and humans are such distinct groupings. Even their theories of evolution depict animals as lower, less intelligent species of living beings. 
Nonetheless, Europeans cite many erroneous scientific findings that claim to have identified conscious same-sex or otherwise perverted sexual behavior among animals to defend their homosexual desire to mate with themselves. They diligently search out abnormalities in the animal kingdom to explain themselves as normal and eventually defining humans as animals and using the selective excuse of what other animals do to, to rationalize and make homosexuality scientific. Europeans omit or overlook the fact that sexual perversions are found among no other animal except within humans. If animal behavior is the guide, then something is wrong with their science. They cannot be above and below animals at the same time. I say. Affirm, I take my cues for correct behavior from my ancestors alone, for they have already done the science. Affirm, I take my cues for correct behavior from my ancestors alone, for they have already done the science. Brother Nana Hochi, whose wife gave me my name when he was in Milwaukee before he moved here to Atlanta, of the Ifa. There's a piece I saw. And it might even be quoted in, in here in, in Yasasim, where he said, I've studied African culture, traditions, religion, everything. Nowhere have I found homosexuality to be a part of that. Nowhere. <laughs> July 8th. Plainly and simply, the purpose of living is to carry on from where our ancestors have left off and to pave the way for those yet to be born. Kamala. Baba Kamala. Being African is an enigmatic process epigenetic excuse me being african is an epigenetic process a process of building stages each stage builds on the foundation of the one that came before it and lays the foundation for the one that's going to follow it baba kamala's remarks are descriptive in the intent of the term epigenetic in this social context they speak of carrying forward our tradition often those of us who have assumed responsibility for paving the way though uh have to go through the epigenetic process of re-Africanization. In, se in sequential order, these stages include encounter, where you see that the reality that you have come to put all of your hope, faith, and belief in is nothing less than a massive but in intrinsically interconnected web of lies in the reality that we're in. Yes, it is. Denial, a refusal to come to grips with the fact that you have been systematically lied to about reality. Shock, when the truth can no longer be denied. Anger over this and the realization that the anger must be constructively vented as we leave the comfort of our menticide. Search being the compulsion to find the most effective way to reverse your destruction or our destruction. Study the intensive and extensive effort to gain knowledge of self and all that seeks to destroy it 
and finally focused rage. When warriors see their preeminent responsibility as winning their people's liberation through consciously acting on their newfound self-awareness wherever they are and in every way they can. And now, and do it now. Affirm, I never turn from the strength of my ancestors. Affirm, I never turn from the strength of my ancestors. Re-Africanization family. In those stages. Now. Yeah. The Inya Sasim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. So I'm I'm waiting on Mama Naban to me. I try to see if she left me a message. No, I don't have a message. So uh, like I said, we always find ways to uh, continue the program because that's what we should do. You know? That's what we should do is improvise, uh, adapt, overcome. <laughs> uh, today is the 7th July. Now, it was said that, you know, when the Europeans kick the Moors out of Spain, and and Sephardic Jews after 700 years of them being the light of knowledge and and improvement and modernization so to speak and so once that happened and Europeans started to go out and take people's stuff in the name of well, one of the things they did in Spain was create bullfighting. And today, the seventh month, July, the seventh day at 7 a.m. is the running of the bulls. Supposedly, uh, three times seven is 21. You're supposed to be at least 21, at least 21 years of age to do it. I don't know if that's, I don't know. It, that's what they say in Pamplona, Spain. They're running of the bulls. And, and, you know, many people have died. Many people have been trampled or gored. You know. But, of course, what is the objective? You know, when um, Dr. Bobby writes fact, you know, since I don't have a guest, that's what I'm going to do after the break. I'm going to read Psychopathic Racial Personality by Bobby Wright. Yeah. Haven't done that in a while. And it's a great essay. Bobby Wright is outstanding. So, yeah, that, that, that'll be something. The Psychopathic Racial Personality. Because he talks about the bullfight. He talked about that the analogy and the comparisons, our situation. 
the bullfight and the symbolism and the main objective the main objective is to do what exactly kill the bull is to kill the bull let me begin to start reading some I start don't have a guest you can join the conversation by dialing 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. The Psychopathic Racial Personality. You got to get this. It's a small book uh, of essays by um, Dr. Bobby Wright. And Dr. Bobby Wright was just a brilliant man. I um, never forget the black political convention that they had in Milwaukee and I, I asked and I, I'm just I'm just feeling so sure that I met Ron Daniels at this black political convention in Milwaukee when the Hyatt Regency first opened up it was one of the first events also too that same weekend uh, they had a uh, talented team uh, what was that brother's name uh, and um I was asked to be a judge, and I did that. But then I left there and went to the dinner with Bobby Wright. And his address was meant to side. And he used the analogy of us watching TV, you know, and looking at a football game. Notre Dame. What do they call Notre Dame? The Fighting Irish. And we're watching it and we're listening to the announcer and the announcer is screaming because they, they have these all these black players and the brother running the football and he's, and he's running down there and he's saying, here come the Irish. Here come the Irish. You know? <laughs> oh, Mama Nabantu. Good morning, Mama Nabantu. Good morning, good morning. I apologize for being delayed. I could not get my person on the line. So that's where we are right now. Okay, well, let's let's do it next Friday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do it next Friday. So we can have a so we can definitely have a program and we can uh talk uh during the week. So let's have a, a dynamite program to where and see where exactly where the Pan African Federalist movement is as it relates to other things. And I, I remember we talked about that conference that happened in here in Atlanta uh, with the um, community builders. Uh, yeah. You know, right. and, and what happened with that. And there were some people there who did not even know about the Pan-African Federalist Movement. And so, right. So let's, let, so we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. My well, sister. I'll be here listening. All right. I'm listening. All right, thank okay. you, dear. Okay. You're yeah. Yeah, I appreciate Mama Nabantu and the effort and work that she does. So, um, yeah, in a bullfight. In a bullfight, after being brutalized while making innumerable charges at the movement of a cape, there comes a time when the bull finally turns and faces its adversary with only the movement being is heaving bloody sides. It is the belief that is, that is for the first time he really sees the matador. 
This final confrontation is known as the moment of truth. For the bull, this moment comes too late. The experience of African people all over the world represents an analogous situation. For hundreds of years, African people have been charging at the banners that are held by the European, the matador. These banners have been represented by concepts such as democracy, capitalism, Marxism, religion, and education. These banners remain constant as long as African people were assets. However, with technology and worldwide industrialization on a rampage, resulting in a further exploitation of Africa's resources, which in turn produces an increase in Africa's national consciousness, Africans are now a threat and a liability to Caucasians. Therefore, the banner held by the matador, the Europeans, the Caucasians, represents only one concept, genocide. As a consequence, the, the major research that Caucasian scientists are involved in today is genocidal in nature. Nuclear warfare, population control, medication control, genetic engineering, psychosurgery, electrostimulation of the brain. The highly complex science of behavioral technology and of course, Artificial intelligence. Brothers and sisters, artificial intelligence is scarier than a mother because it seems like already they, 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 they can't control it. They created it and it's going to do some things on its own. Artificial intelligence. Indeed, it is Africans' moment of truth and it's time for us to look at the matador. This presentation is based upon the following very simple premise. In their relationship with us, Europeans are psychopaths and their behavior reflects an underlying biologically tree, a transmitted proclivity with roots deep in their evolutionary history. The psychopath is an individual who is constantly in conflict with other persons or groups. He is unable to experience guilt, is completely selfish and callous, and has a total disregard for the rights of others. This premise is supported by overwhelming scientific evidence. Martin R. Delaney, Du Bois, Fanon, Garvey, Welsing, Chancellor Williams, all of these people wrote about it. Delaney in 1868, Du Bois, 1896, Franz Fanon, 1963, Garvey, when it came out, from Marcus Garvey, in 67, Francis Chris Welsing, 91, and Chancellor Williams in 71. There is a scientific dictum which states, everything that exists, exists in some amount, and if it exists, it can be measured. One of the best methods that can be used to measure the psychopath's traits of the Caucasians is observing and analyzing their universal overt, their universal overt behavior and attitude towards Africans. However, in doing so, 
Since Africans have been enslaved and colonized by Caucasians, a very subtle and psychological problem is posed of which every African should be aware. Intellectual insight about Caucasians does not ensure that there will be a corresponding change in our behavior and attitudes towards Caucasians, particularly when there's a threat involved, particularly when there's a threat involved and there's a threat involved. For example, everywhere one finds Caucasians and us in close proximity to each other, whether it is in Chicago, Zimbabwe, the Caucasians are in control. Yet Africans rarely question this extraordinary universal phenomenon, which defies every statistical law of probability. Damn it, everywhere. They're still, I could see that shit if it was 50 years ago. Still to this day. In fact, Africans denounce those who simply raise this question with ambitions such as we should not be racist and treat them as they had treated us. In fact, Caucasians are not going to allow us to treat them as they treated us. So that requires no discussion. Even though you would like to pose to say, you know, what if this happened to you? You know, what if somebody did this to you? No, they wouldn't allow it. It wouldn't happen. However, the subject of African racism should be discussed. A functional definition of racism could be the oppression and exploitation of a people because of their race. Using this definition is very clear at this point in time, we cannot be racist because of their because of our lack of power to oppress anybody. Caucasians, Indians, Chinese, etc. African intellectual enlightenment does not always lead to genuine insight and it can be very damaging to the intellect as it it reflected by the behavior and attitudes of many eminent African scientists. For example, Dr. Kenneth Clark in 68 has spent his life making a fortune studying the victims of Caucasian oppression, his own people, and now speaks of the irrelevancy of color. Dr. Alvin Poussaint, who seems to be the Johnson Johnson Publishing Company, Ebony Magazine and Jet, psychiatrist in residence, ignores the widespread genocidal programs directed against us and writes such trivia as the differences between sex and love, blacks and Jews, an appeal for unity, and why blacks kill blacks. Blacks kill blacks because they have never been trained to kill whites. Blacks kill blacks because they have never been trained to kill whites. Therefore, it's outside of their experience. Historically, the European system has encouraged the killing of Africans because Africans have been led to believe that they are part of the psychopath system. They simply follow the practice. Dr. James Comer is another African psychiatrist whom the psychopaths have so overwhelmed that he has moved, as his book suggests, beyond black and white. Cobbs and Greer, 
follow this tradition of Africans studying themselves rather than their oppressors by concluding in black rage that whites make blacks so mad that they kill themselves. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. <laughs> that the Caucasians make us so mad that we kill ourselves. I'm going to take a break, man. I need a break. So just hang on, family, and, and you can continue to be a part of this conversation by dialing 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an Awakening and Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back. You join us. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Getting back to this outstanding essay and. uh Psychopathic Racial Personality by Dr. Bobby Wright. Black scientists generally rationalize their investigations as proof of white uh, scientists that we can be scientifically objective. On the subject of objectivity in science, this author agrees with Dr. Jacob Cabrera Baba Jehudi, who, in his brilliant essay, Science and Oppression, states that Science is not objective, nor is it neutral. An, an African scientist who moves outside the psychopath's approved course of study takes the chance of being labeled unscientific, emotional, and biased. Additionally, funds are only available to African scientists who support the approved course of study themselves. Themselves. Many very competent African students who are naive about Caucasian, who are naive about Caucasian scientific inquiry, are flunked out of schools because of their insistence on studying the 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 African problems, the psychopaths, rather than the effect. African students must be taught that Caucasian education institutions are the matador's cape that protects Caucasians from. African scientific inquiry which would expose the unthinkable depth of psychopathology. In order to understand the psychopath's personality, one must differentiate between three classifications, the neurotic, the psychotic, and the psychopath. The definitions of psychopathology have been established and adhered to by the World Health Organization's international classifications of disease. The contributions of African people in determining these classifications are almost non-existent. Generally, the neurotic is a person who suffers a great deal over problems that are handled fairly routinely by well-adjusted personalities. The major problem for neurotics is their inordinate amount of anxiety. However, in contrast to the psychotic, the neurotic has very good reality contact. The psychotic, in addition to being out of touch with reality, has severe malfunctioning and many times has to be hospitalized for long periods of time. This leaves the psychopath. Scientists agree that there is no science without classification. For the disciplines of psychology and medicine, it is not necessary for labels and diagnosis to have concrete reality. They can be retained if they are useful in understanding and treating disease. For example, the majority of patients who are admitted or committed to mental hospitals in this country are diagnosed as being schizophrenic. Although there is no general agreement among psychiatrists and psychologists on the definition of schizophrenia. However, even though it is not required, this presentation does have concrete reality, namely Europeans' behavior and attitude towards us. Behavior scientists generally agree that the outstanding characteristics 
a psychopathic personality are the almost complete absence of ethical or moral development and an almost total disregard for appropriate patterns of behavior. Do I need to read that again? European behavior towards us. Scientists would generally agree that the outstanding characteristics of the psychopathic personality are almost a complete absence of ethical or moral development and an almost total disregard for appropriate patterns of behavior. This characteristic has led to the misunderstanding of the psychopath as someone who does not know the difference between right and wrong. <laughs> this belief is not true. Psychopaths simply ignore the concept. They know the difference between right and wrong. They just ignore the concept. By ignoring this trait in Caucasians, the lack of ethical and moral development, Africans have made and are still making a tragic mistake in basing the worldwide African liberation movement on moral suasion, on moral persuasion. It is pathological for Africans to keep attempting to use moral persuasion on a people who have no morality where culture is involved. None. Man. Because of their life. What the hell? What the hell? Am I off? This call me. This call may be recorded or transcribed. Okay, I'm back. Oh, oh, family, I don't know what the hell happened. I really don't. It just went off. Uh, Brother Irv, can you hear me? Brother Osha, I can hear you now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I went off, man. Yeah. For, yeah, was... because, brother, when you're speaking that truth, <laughs> when you're speaking what... When, 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 yeah. you, when you're speak when you're saying what you're saying, man. and what you're saying makes so much sense. It does. That, this... Yeah, it, I mean, it makes it it resonates because we all know people who are read a little bit or know a little bit about anything understand that science is not a defined. It's, it's not defined. No. It's not science is not like like math. Math is right. always right. Math is neutral. You know, exactly. For right. everybody. Right. But but science is not. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Science well, is not. Yeah. And that's why you have science. That's why you have Urugu scientists telling you to believe in delusional behavior. Right. Well, in look, other words, I could put on a black a white man could put on a black face and that makes him black. <laughs> no, no. That makes a white man in black face. That it is. So but listen, it's the let me... same way with a, a a young man who puts on a dress and makeup that makes him woman of the year. No. <laughs> that makes him a young a man in woman's clothing. Yeah. So we're told now to to believe and to teach our children to believe in delusional behavior. These people are delusional. 
And, and it reminds me, it's so simplistic that we learn everything we need to know before we're five years old. I remember a story where the emperor would walk down the uh, street. Yes, emperor naked, clothes. And the yeah. emperor has new clothes. Remember that? Oh, definitely. Well, and listen, this is, this is me, basically hold, what they're saying those, to us now. Go ahead. You, you hold those thoughts. Let me finish reading this essay because I got a few more yes, pages do to that, go. Do that, please, please do. Please okay? do. Please do. All right. Thank you, Debra. I appreciate you, man. All right. Please do. Please do. Okay. I mean, get back to where we were. I, man, I guess just like Brother said, I'm I'm just holding the microphone here, ain't touching nothing, just reading, and it just phew, went off. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Because of their lack of ethical and moral development, there is no conflict between Caucasians' religion and racial oppression. The Caucasians have historically oppressed, exploited, and killed African people all in the name of their God, Jesus Christ, with the sanction of their churches. It is generally overlooked that the Ku Klux Klan is primarily a religious organization. Further, Africans should never forget the image of the Pope blessing the Italian planes and pilots on their way to bombing Ethiopian men, women, and children who only had spears to defend themselves. This behavior is not surprising since Caucasians use the scriptures to justify their treatment of Africans. According to the book of Genesis, Noah placed a curse on his son Ham, forever dooming all of his descendants to be the servants and the servants of God. Naturally, Caucasians interpret Africans as the descendants of Ham and themselves as the servants of God. If one follows that interpretation, an interesting Issue arises. If Ham was black and Noah is his father and Noah was black and only allowed animals on the ark, since Caucasians deny that Africans and Caucasians sprang from the same source, a position that this writer agrees with, then we know then from impeccable sources how whites got on the ark. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah. Unlike other extreme pathological syndromes. Only a small percentage of psychopaths are committed to mental hospitals and with any small percentage ending up in penal institutions. The majority of psychopaths function very well in society. They are generally average or above average in intelligence and have engaging personalities. In addition, they are usually very impressive and competent with no feelings of insecurities, anxieties, or any other manifestations or psychoneurosis. They appear to be very honest and humane, but really have no concern or commitment except in their own selfish interests. Psychopaths will consistently make commitments they have no intentions of keeping and show great indignation and anger when their integrity is in question. Africans in the United States learned this lesson very well during the civil rights confrontation of the 60s. The Caucasian sheriffs and judges judges showed their greatest hostility when Africans began to quote the law to them. This behavior can be seen clearly in the Caucasian's attitude toward black liberation. Caucasian liberation, excuse me, Caucasian liberals give lip service to African liberation while arguing that Africans are going too fast. Caucasian conservatives think Africans have too much already. Caucasians conservatives think that we have too much art. And this is true. I, I mean, even though this essay was written uh, in the late 70s and early 80s, Dr. Bobby Wright died in the 80s. 
but this is on point. You must admit. I'll be done shortly. We can get some, take some questions from you, the audience. The psychopath is usually sexually inadequate with a very limited capacity to form close interpersonal relationships. The European sexual inadequacies and psychopathology explains the constant projection of Africans as supersexual beings and, and as lacking in sexual inhibitions. Yet Europeans streak, mate swap, participate in orgies, all of their sexual behaviors is a desperate attempt to achieve meaningful relationships which consistently due to their psychopathic makeup elude them. White sexual dysfunction has produced tragic consequences in our community. They have attempted to achieve sexual gratification by such methods as raping African women. Their rationale is that African women are oversexed and invited their attention. Historically, the justification for castrating African men was their animal passions. They had to be contained. Their animal passions had to be contained. In 1893, Frank Liston of Chicago, a Caucasian doctor, proposed that castration would conserve the energy of the African community. They sustained sexual atrocities committed against the Africans by the Caucasians have no parallel in history. There is no scientific explanation except under the rubrics of psychopathology. Psychopaths inability to accept blame or learn from previous experiences can only uh, uh, can easily be proven. They never accept blame for Africans' environmental conditions, which are clearly the result of Caucasian oppressions. The communities that we have lived in, even to this very day, are theirs. They set it up. They done this. This is not ours, your community. No, this is not ours. The poverty that we experience, all the things that happen to us is by their doing. On the contrary, Africans are being responsible for the deterioration of their communities, even though all the property is Caucasian owned and controlled. In addition, municipal services are withdrawn from African communities, and most of these communities have been used up before Africans are allowed to move in them. In the fields of mental health and drug abuse, Africans are at their psychotic best. Excuse me. Caucasians are at their psychotic best. Their psychopathic best. The United States government's position on drug users is that addicts are, are cured when they cease antisocial behavior, regardless of how long they have to be maintained on methadone or other drugs. Dr. Jerome Jaffe and Edward Sine, the czars of the U.S. drug abuse program, with the assistance and protection of African addicts and ex-addicts, have created one of the most destructive programs in our community, the Methadone Maintenance Program. The United States government is the largest supplier of drugs in, to addicts in the community. Sine takes the position that Africans' addicts should not be given placebos or just plain orange juice. They need to get the drugs. If sexually frustrated suburban housewife, Caucasian housewives, can be given sugar pills rather than real drugs, why can't African addicts be given orange juice without the methadone, since they cannot tell the difference? Sinane states that giving African addicts pure orange juice without the methadone is unethical. Therefore, it can be deduced that doctors such as Sinane believe it is an honorable act to give us drugs. Community methadone program centers in each disarray that's in disarray 
that space does not permit an adequate discussion. They are underfunded and therefore understaffed with the unusual staffing pattern consisting of all white professionals and all low paid, un, uh, low paid non-professionals. You see that still today. Additionally, the almost every existing center uses the, the medical model. The medical model, the belief that the major problem is the, is the African person without any regard to their circumstances or environment. Furthermore, community centers and government agencies are heavily influenced by the American Medical Association, which is one of the most overtly racist and probably the most powerful organization in the United States. A very vicious funding game is played with African mental health centers in which the U.S. government supplies funds with the stipulation being that Africans community must find matching funds. <laughs> yeah, how are we going to find matching funds? Never, needless to say, there are usually no matching funds for African mental health programs. Therefore, the federal governments revert back to the U.S. government. Those funds revert back to the U.S. government. Psychopaths also reject constituted authority and discipline. The presence of this trait in Caucasians has, give, has grave implications for Africans who seek legal solutions to their problems. This is especially applies to Africans in the United States who are the world's only legally created group created through the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, which can be repealed at any moment by the Congress or declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. As long as this condition exists, African people in the United States will always be legally five minutes away from slavery. For Africans in the United States to place their destiny in the hands of Supreme Court justices is an extreme form of psychological blindness and a pathological rejection of history. The Supreme Court of the United States has always used the prevailing white political climate as the criterion for dealing with questions of culture or race. For example, as a result of the infamous 1954 school desegregation decision, Africans has lost an estimated 35,000 teaching administrative positions in the South. Former black principals of black schools are now janitors in integrated schools, and the same thing is going on, and the same thing is happening in the North. Eventually, the Supreme Court is going to find the 54, 1954 decision unconstitutional, but by that time, whites will have taken over all of the black schools, including black colleges. The psychopath behavior of the, of the Supreme Court justices is consistent with that of other Caucasian professionals, lawyers, doctors, judges, politicians. They constantly take advantage of us without any guilt, anxiety, or threat to their self-esteem. For example, in the, in the American African community, Caucasian doctors are the largest group of drug pushers. They prescribe unneeded and dangerous drugs and perform unnecessary operations. Caucasian scientists use Africans in very destructive studies, such as the, the Tuskegee experiment. And we all know the Tuskegee experiment in which African men were denied treatment for syphilis and, event, and evidence suggests and were deliberately infected. The role that the Caucasian scientists scientists has played in African oppression should not be surprising to black people because Caucasians have historically been the planners of African oppression. And as a rule, they never ask why, but only how. This behavior of Caucasian scholars, Jensen and Shockley, are examples, uh, 
are classic examples of intelligence in the service of racist institutions or psychopathic behavior. Jensen and Shockley are simply following the psychopathic tradition of Hegel, Carlyle, and Galton that has continued for hundreds of years. History is replete with examples of Caucasian scientists professing the inferiority of us as a people. The eminent Dr. Samuel Cartwright of Louisiana diagnosed Africans who run away from slavery. <laughs> he diagnosed for those of us who ran away from slavery as having a disease of the mind. Dr. Robert Bean of John Hopkins University proposed that Africans had smaller brains than whites and since brain efficiency depended upon the number of positions of nerve cells and fibers in the brain, Africans had less capacity for development than whites. Dr. Carl Junk, one of the Caucasian giants of psychology, stated that white Americans' sexual inadequacy was due to their having to live together with a barbaric race, us. White's use of scientific justification for racial oppression can be found in even the most inadequate library. What makes Caucasian scientists such as Shockley and Jensen so dangerous to the black community today is that they not only do they present a so-called scientific proof of the threat, but they also offer solutions. With the present level of technology available to them, this should not be taken lightly. However, it is self-defeating and useless for black scientists to, to debate the question of race via mass media and white scientists such as Jensen and Shockley. White scientists simply want exposure for their ideas. Additionally, it is, a psychopathical, it is psychopathical for Africans to discuss with whites the question of whether or not we should exist. For all other people, simply raising the question about their existence is tantamount to a declaration of war. This then is the psychopathic personality of the matador. The one constant is this ever-changing world is the behavior of whites in a relationship to us. This is a very challenging problem. Inevitable question is, what should blacks do? What should we do? One dilemma poses for African people is the constant appeal for liberation through channels created for them by the psychopath, namely democracy and communism. A cursor examining the both system immediately points out the fertility, the futility of Africans giving them any more consideration. Africans must accept the reality for Caucasian race, democracy and racial oppression are not conflicting ideas. The fact that Africans have been enslaved for over 350 years by a democratic form of government should be evidence enough. Furthermore, a democratic government proposes an inherent equality of races. It does not provide methods of liberation for those who are not equal. Communism can be dismissed as an alternative with even less discussion. For communism to be viable requires the cooperation of the masses of Caucasian people. With that as a primary condition, communism needs no further consideration. However, since Africans have been finally rejected, democracy as an alternative by attempting to burn down its bastion United States, there are signs that it is now time for the Marxists, the communists, to try to contain them. Throughout Africa, Marxists have enlisted black heads of state as allies. These black leaders go to the great lengths 
to deny that there, our struggle is racial. Yet the, yet the only truly independent nations on the African continent are those headed by Caucasian invaders. One of the greatest tragedies is the relationship between Africans and Arabs. For Africans to accept Arabs as anything but Caucasian invaders is a pathological denial of reality. In the oil crisis, the slave traders from the north, the Arabs, took Africans worse, treated Africans worse than they treated some European nations. This behavior is consistent for Caucasian pathologists. No Caucasian nation in the world encourages African liberation. Excuse me, African immigration. No Caucasian nation in the world encourages African immigration. But there is a great effort throughout the world to integrate Africa. Again, the question, what do we do? There is no evidence that the African and Caucasians can live together in close proximity to each other in peace without Caucasians attempting to oppress and exterminate us. In fact, there is overwhelming evidence that even Caucasian ethnic groups cannot live together. Irish and English, Greeks and Turks, Arabs and Jews. Behavior scientists generally agree that there is no known cure for the psychopath. In fact, it is widely held believed that the only successful treatment for psychopath is incarceration, racial psychosurgery, or death. Therefore, since Africans are at war with psychopaths, violence is the only way. Brother Lerone Bennett proposed in a brilliant essay entitled Time, Space, and Revolution that it is hard to tell time by revolutionary clocks. Likewise, it is difficult to tell direction by a revolutionary compass. Unfamiliarity with the terrain and the instrument has dis disorientated us as a result, it varies in inadequate and dangerous behavior patterns. Some have become catatonic and do not move at all, but wait for divine intervention, while others place their faith and energies in charismatic guides who are just as lost as they are. These Africans seem to ignore Brother Bennett's depressing, truthful warning that time and history warning that history does not forgive those who lose their way. Still others fantasize that Africans have reached their destination and attempt to act accordingly as free men. Some perverse and persuade others in, uh, down old beaten paths that eventually lead back to the same starting point. But then there are others whose minds have moved past the psychopaths imposed boundaries and they have begun to blaze new paths toward Africans' rendezvous with destiny. So it was with Chaka Zulu in the 1700s, Dessalines, Jean-Jacques Dessalines in the 1800s, Martin R. Delaney in 1850, Henry McNeil Turner in the 1880s, Marcus Garvey in the 1920s, Malcolm X and H. Rapp Brown in the 1960s, and Chancellor Williams in the 1970s. The answer to Africans' problems can be found in the works and lives of these great African heroes, because they all looked at the matador or the psychopath for what he was and is and moved against him. Dr. Bobby Wright, as great as 
his great essay. The Tenica, the struggle must continue and we will conquer without a doubt. Ashe, we will conquer without a doubt. Bobby Wright, let me get some folks in here. Whoever wants to get, let me get Irv. Irv, 443. Ashe, Ashe, my brother. Yeah. Man, that's a power. Oh, no, my God, man. That, that's power, that man. type of. Can you hear me, big brother? I sure can. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You, when you when you say when you repeat those essays, they put fuel in my tank. They get me riled up. I'm excited right now. And 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 speech and orators and speeches and all that it moves people. That's how you got so many people in the Christian church yeah. because these brothers can speak. Yeah, they can speak and they move you. They spark something in you. And when you speak this revolutionary talk that you're speaking, you said something that resonated with me. We're in a war. We have to fight this violence with violence. Yeah. You can throw books at white people. You can scream to the top of your lungs, but they will shoot you in your face. Yeah. And kill all yes. your children. Yes. That's it. It's, come on now. But when you started speaking, speaking, and Bobby Wright was speaking through you, brother, if, if you can't hear that, as, a, as an American African, if you can't hear what he was saying, because it, it, I heard what he said, but it's what he didn't say that resonated with me. All the things that I think, all the things that I am came through in that speech that he just gave. And that was Barbara Ocean. I don't, don't want to get too heavy on the radio because that's not what this is about for me to be heavy. It's not, we could be revol, uh, radio revolutionaries all day long. But, you know, putting doing the work. And these people, the, the names that you said, the Marcus Garveys, yeah. uh, they put the work in. The Chancellor, yeah. they put the work in. They actually put their life on the line no just doubt. by saying this. Right, and just they did. Because they put their life on the line. And then all of a sudden you look up and Mamumba is dead. Uh, a young man, healthy and everything, all of a sudden he's yeah. dead because he spoke and yeah. he said words that he knew put his life on the line and these like you said something i'm gonna stop after this you said people want to immigrate to africa but nobody wants africans to immigrate to where they are right wow right wow they want to reject african immigration they want to reject african all around the world but they want to immigrate to africa for africa's land and africa's resources and it's deep and it's serious. Un- yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I-, I love it, bro. Let's, I don't want to take up all the time. Let someone else get in. Thank all you, my brother. Right. I'm, I'm holding on and I'm listening. You know I am. All right, Irv. Thank you so much. 646, 646. Good afternoon. Hey, what's going on, OC? What's going on, Irv? Listen, man, I think what you call him passed, man. Matula Shakur, I think he passed. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, man, but I, I know, but been, you know when he got out. Able, yeah, but you know when he got out, he was uh, he was already sick. He had been sick all the time in there, and that's probably one reason why they let him out because they knew that he, you know, he was near death. You know. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, but um, I, I, I saw it, I saw it on the post, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure the person that had posted it. Um, the way they posted it, yeah, I think I think he's he's an ancestor now, man. Yeah. I mean, a real, just a real strong warrior. Yeah. That another example yeah. 
that shows who and what this cracker really is, man, and how how diabolical he really is towards African people and the and the things that he's done, man. I mean, you know, this guy has done some of the most wickedest things to our people that one could imagine. And you know, Bobby Wright, he he wrote it. But yeah. the reality is, and I always say this, it's amazing how things were said 50 and 60 years ago that today is so applicable. Mm. I mean, it shouldn't be that way, to be honest. Right. No, it I agree. Never, it should never be be that way. A, a, a civilization is supposed to evolve into a better form sure. of existence. Yeah. This shithole has it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at if you look at the direction of the country, and the sad thing is, this Negro doesn't understand it. We're really going back to Jim Crow. <laughs> We're really regressing as a country and as a civilization. But because most people don't understand or know history, they can't see what's happening. Right. How do you repeal all of the, the the forward progress that was made 40 or 50 years ago and it's like it's nothing? Mm-hmm. And it's done and it's done by a small group of individuals. It's not done by the whole society, the whole culture, anything like that. It's basically done by a handful of people. And the sad thing is you got a you got a Negro right there in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean mm-hmm. it's just it's just a serious, serious sickness that this society is under that the average person doesn't even understand. I mean, you talk about the thirteenth, the fourteenth the 15th for men and all that other bullshit. But the reality is those systems are in place to keep you enslaved because they can manipulate them whenever they want to. But the deeper thing is this. We as a uneducated people with no real serious direction allow white folks to do nothing but pull a Jedi mind trick on us every damn, <laughs> damn day. day. Every it's, day. It's, it's amazing yeah. how you can allow a white man with all of this experience you done had with him to be able to do a Jedi mind trick on you every single day. It's just like everybody talks about the Supreme Court as a, a problem in an issue. But do that white man do anything to solve the problem and correct the issue so that all people can supposedly live? Nah. No. They just go along with it. It's just mm-hmm. like people say that, you know, uh, the Democrats are better than the Republicans. Nah, they're just a kind of slicker version of the Republicans who just not blatant with their racism and they use lube. 
That's all. They don't, <laughs> they don't just fuck break you raw, you know, like the white man likes to do. Okay. They, they, they want to use a little bit of lube yeah, okay. to, to, to make you feel good. That's exactly what they do to black people. And black people just too effing dumb to realize that they still be inside of us. Well, but, hey, that's, that's, part of, that's part of the training that, that they have. And, yes. and, and, and the sad part is that we keep, because of that training, we keep begging them to treat us right, to respect us. And, and, and for a moment, they might throw out a crumb that gives the appearance or the illusion of that inclusion, but never anything substantive, you know. And, and, and we have never said, you know what? Fuck y'all. I don't yeah. want to hear a damn thing you got to say. I don't want to read nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. We're going to do what we have to do to 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 regain our sanity, to regain our Africanness. We're going to re-Africanize ourselves. To hell with y'all. We're going to... But, we're but gonna... oh, you know the crazy thing is this. This is, this is what's so crazy. Use a perfect example of the voter right bill, right? Mm-hmm. Had an opportunity to pass it and never passed it. Why? Because if they pass it, it benefits me and you. Mm-hmm. It don't benefit white folks. It's just like people don't understand. Why should a white man ever place someone else in the goddamn position mm-hmm. to be able to take their power from them? But they don't. But the but the Negro don't understand that. The Negro don't understand that. They still believe that there's a kinder and gentler slave master. But yeah. he's still an effing slave master. Yeah. Just because yeah. he don't beat you every day, that don't mean he won't beat you. I don't understand the mindset of our people. You, Every time you turn around, these Negroes talk about the only way that you can liberate yourself is through the vote. That's for some retarded shit. Yeah. But go ahead, Ochi. Get someone else, man. And um, listen, I just hope that the ancestors embrace Mashula Shakur because he did a lot for our people, man. He was a true true warrior, and he loved us. Yeah. He made many of those brothers and sisters who, who we know, who we know, our political prisoners made serious sacrifices, you know, on our behalf. And and we should always, you know, give them reverence and, and, and praise them for what they did, for the sacrifices that they made for us. And because a lot of us, a lot of us, man, can, you know, because we've been so indoctrinated, so uh, incul- inculcated that we don't understand what these brothers and sisters have done because to, to we've been trained to believe that they're radical, that they're outside of of this so-called great system, this 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 great American system that we have here, you know. So it's a, it's a damn shame, man. That um, it's beyond a shame. Yeah, it's a damn shame. I mean, shame. that man's been forty. Some, uh, I think it was thirty some years, right, in prison, in a cage, in an extra six yeah. or seven years when he couldn't have been let out all because of the wicked evilness of these 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 yeah. these Urugals, crackers, devils. Yeah. They just 
they just scum, man. Yeah. That's, that's all the white man is a scum. They're, they're, they're not even a human. They're, they're, you know, like Marimba said, imperfect being. That's yeah. all they are, man. They yeah, the worst. Uru- there's, nothing more, there's nothing worse on the planet yeah. than a Yorugu, than man. Urugu, he's, man. He's the devil. He's the devil on all tubes. He should be on his fours. That was the biggest mistake we ever made was letting him off for all fours and, 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 and cleaning that dirt bag up, man, and making him yeah. into what he done became. The biggest mistake the African never did. He should have did what the what the Native American didn't do. He should have just let that dog die. Uh, yeah. Do you think so I, I wonder this and answer this, OC. Do you think the Native Americans would have treated that dog in the manner in which he treated them if he knew that that dog was going to do what he did to them? I wonder. I wonder if they would have still showed that 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 devil. See, the, the, see, that, but see, um, but see, but see, Jay. Other human beings don't have that kind of demented evilness, innate evilness that they have. Other human beings are more humanistic and more welcoming. You, as you've seen, when Europeans started venturing out, you know, to me, they should have just killed their ass as soon as they get to the shore. Just started yeah, just, you, you know, right away. You know, in the movie Apocalypto, which is one of my favorite movies, I don't know if you have seen it, but, you know, when, when uh, the brother makes it to the shore, and the people chasing him, everybody stops. They stop and they look at what's coming. There's a small boat, there's a larger ship out, of, out on the horizon and a small boat is coming with about four or five people, you know, and, 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 and there's nothing said because it's, you know, that bo- uh, movie has subtitles. Nothing is said, but to me, right away, it's over for y'all. It's over for y'all civilization. It's over for y'all culture. It's over. Once these sons of bitches land on here, whatever the hell they got to say, whatever the hell they going to do, it don't mean nothing because they're going to take your stuff and they're going to kill you. History proves it. There's no there's no place on this planet, O.C., where people of color have been living amongst themselves and the white man hasn't come and just totally yep. Um, yep. took over. There's took no over. place on the, on That's this right. earth. You can't name me one place yeah. where people of color have been living in harmony amongst themselves. And this yeah. white man, they come and just wreck total havoc and destroy everything. Yeah. That's All right, who, Jay. That's, that's who he is. All right, my brother. Appreciate you, man. Okay. Okay. Sister Habia, how are you? Good afternoon. Greetings, um, Greetings Father, sister. Good. Yes, it is true that our beloved warrior king, Matulu Shakur, has made his transition to the past this morning. Okay. Yeah, because I'm and trying to find something. I'm trying to find something on the net. Together. I haven't seen anything on the net. You know, well, this is the family, yes. So he passed this morning. I talked to the family. I'm part of the family. Okay, I'll but, share. Um, you know, he passed. He, 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 he's such a strong, powerful fighter. He's such a fighter, such a revolutionary, you mm-hmm. know. You know, the, the, it took a turn, and he was at home with hospice. And this morning, he just 
you know, he, he blessed us. Uh, I mean, he's still with us in spirit. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's going to be, you know, they have some, there's going to be a, uh, of course, a burial, but there's going to be a really big cele- um, uh, memorial. August 6th is going to be here in Atlanta. Oh, so okay. August August 6th? Yeah, we're gonna, they're going to have a big memorial. And okay. Right now, you know, everything is just in, um, you know, just in shock and just doing some other things. But, you know, it's just saying I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, oh, so many I say's for such mm. a wonderful revolutionary. Yes. You know, legendary yes. Baba and yeah. you know, chiropractor and freedom fighter and, and just, you know, he did so much for us. Mm-hmm. And we just say I say. I say, I say, oh, to our, our beloved brother. Yeah, wow. Our beloved Baba, he was just—I mean, it's just—he's just legendary. Just you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. once again, just as Brother Jay said, and, and I'm quite sure others will say, though the sacrifice that the men, sacrifice, just what I said. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. men mm-hmm. of like him mm-hmm. who have been, you know, who have made. On behalf of us, and, and, and so many of us um, don't understand, can't comprehend, and, and of course, there's unfortunately and sadly could give less than a damn, you know, because that's the thing, Oshi. They can't comprehend. Yeah. I mean, that to 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 comprehend what a man like that is to society, what a man like he is to a people. To people yeah. it, we just mm-hmm. don't. We just don't fathom it because we don't understand the warrior spirit yeah. from which we hold we don't we don't understand the responsibility it takes to fight this oppression i i mean the thing that the man that, did though, alone Robert Matua what, taught us what, what he, he taught and a lot of us do understand it and we give thanks and prayers i say mm-hmm. he taught us he led us mm-hmm. he's legendary yes i agree yeah well, all you can do is keep them in your prayers and, and thank yes. the ancestors for giving yes. someone like him to us. And, you know, yes. we just hopefully move forward with his, with his spirit because he was yeah, uh, um, our heart. He's a great man. Yeah. The greatest, yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Oh, man. Time is, all, time is almost up again, man, I tell you. Always. <sighs> time is almost up again. Um. You know, I, I I read the psychopathic. I was supposed to have um, um, the Pan African Federalist Movement, Mama Nabantu. I talked with her, so we're going to have somebody next week Friday on the program from the Pan African Federalist Movement to talk about some things that are happening, the progress that is being made, and so forth. Because uh, I firmly believe that what they're talking about, what they want to achieve, is what needs to be done. We must have one Africa. We must have one Africa moving in that one direction. The reason why we're so messed up is because we're so fragmented. And many of us have no idea and don't have a damn clue. And of course, we follow behind this evil ass entity, the Caucasian, the Urugu, and the dictates that he has and makes us believe that somehow through him we'll achieve uh, parity. We'll achieve fairness. We'll achieve great. No, we won't. But anyway, um, once again, uh, we hold high and high esteem and high regard the work of Baba Matulu Shakur, Dr. Matulu Shakur, yeah. 
and yes. and and what he was yes. able to do, and of course his many years imprisoned in this damn system, yes. like exactly. so many other uh, brothers and sisters who were political right. prisoners. Now, to me, yeah. these men and women deserve the attention that we should give them. Now, there's some folks that they ask need to be in prison for what they have done, mm-hmm. the murder they committed, the theft that they committed, all the things. So I agree <laughs> with that. I mean, you know, so, <laughs> but people mm-hmm. like that who have worked on our behalf, who have tried to do things on our behalf, we need to hold them up in high so Yeah. So, all right, family, appreciate y'all. We in this program. Okay. Like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants think they can't do it out and they shown the hell damn it don't want to pay for it brothers and sisters you have a blessed and wonderful day great weekend you be safe make sure you hydrate it because it's it's just gonna be a mother scorcher this whole weekend in fact all the way into next week and who knows it's just starting <sighs> shim hotel brothers and sisters that means go in peace shim hotel Go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Thank you, family. Abibi Fahodie. Abibi Fahodie means our victorious destiny. Family, we will be victorious. You have a great and wonderful weekend. See you on Monday, family. Peace. Hey, hey, Osi, you taking care of yourself?